It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. Man, thank you so much, Zaza, for coming on. Cause I'm a I'm a real fan of your music, and it's an honor to talk to you in person. This is the first time we're shooting in the uh, in person in the Too Much Content Studios. Uh, they just started this up, and I'm happy that you're the uh, the first guest. So welcome on. I remember I had seen your name just like on tracks and around, but I remember the first time I really like was like, "Damn, you're a fucking great rapper." Is I was in P Town. And uh, you played me a track with you and Conway, and you you were the best fucking you were the best verse on that song. You murdered that track, and I was like, okay, I really got to uh, start to pay attention. And that's then the Lord Mob compilation tape came out, and you had some of the hardest verses on that. Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, um. I haven't even disclosed too much about that record. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'll just, I'll let the people just, you know, judge. Yeah. You know, you don't have to give any detail about it. As as an artist, though, like it's, um, it wasn't a competitive vibe. I'm just, uh, it may, oh, it may seem like that with me. I'm just an aggressive rapper. You're a good rapper. You're a great rapper. It's, uh, it's all love. I love Conway. I came up, uh, like recently in the game following some things soaking up some game from a distance because i i don't i don't know him personally mm-hmm. but um it was a good look you feel me and um i hope he appreciates it i hope he <laughs> enjoys it you know um the compilation you you know what what could i say yeah hasn't well, been said, right? it's a fucking amazing i mean and you guys did it pretty quickly right like how how, how long has lord mob been how long have you been with Lord Mob? From the beginning? No. Um, I'm like the baby when it comes to the situation. So, um, but I've been rapping very long. Mm-hmm. Well, how, when did you start? I, 18 years ago. 18 years I've been rapping. Um, I came, I would say, what has it been about? Like six months? Something like that? Six months, maybe six, eight months, something like that. But we covered a lot of ground. I know that. We covered a lot of ground. Um, the platform was definitely shared. They welcomed me with open arms. You know, we any other label, any other group of human beings. Mm-hmm. But we definitely are um, stronger and more talented than most. I would say so. Fucking, so everyone, every single artist is crazy talented. But you said, is this your first label that you've been signed to? You've been rapping 18 years. Uh, signed, yes. Um, dealing with, mm-hmm. no. I never really was a paperwork guy. I never really was that adamant on the business aspect of rap music. You understand? But because I didn't really see a niche for me. I was really trying to conform and be trendy. It didn't work for me. It didn't feel good. So I kind of shunned away from the industry aspect part of the music. I just love to rap and just yeah. for a person that, yo, he, he's fucking nice. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. You want to be um, undeniable. Yeah. But um, when I started uh, seeing people like Flea Lord, Benny the Butcher, the Conways, and what, I wasn't 
too open. I didn't even know that realm of music existed. I don't know where I, I probably I was too in the streets. Mm -hmm. I knew about D Block and things of that nature. But once I got you know some light shed on that, I was like, dang, it's really a lane for people like me. You know, we could speak our story and make some, you know, capital off of it. People enjoy it and live to that as well. All right, yeah. let me, you know, try to take this serious. And really, I, I, I'm comfortable with it. And I'm with a group of guys I can relate to. I'm comfortable with that. So I felt comfortable with making the decision. What? But what made you after all? Like, was there a time where you were like, "Oh shit, th this is this is the right decision"? Because that that is a big call to make in someone's life, you know, especially after all that time not doing it. Um. Well, the contract isn't a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, I have more than enough room to grow. It is not like you know one of those, you know, slick conniving type of situations yeah i'm with people that are organic i could talk i could speak to i could always reach so it's not really uh too much of the untrusting vibes as far as you getting to know who another person is mm -hmm. that comes with time no matter what the deal or contract may be yeah but um i, I don't I, I trust these guys so well it's a good collective and it doesn't seem as if like, it's not like, I mean, of course, it's always going to be a business, but it's more of like you guys are like a team that all works together equally. I we mean, the mob. you're the mob, yeah, exactly. The mob. How did you, how did you meet, who did you meet first in it? Um, I met Flea Law first. Um, a crazy type of scenario, uh, not in a rambunctious type of way, but just, just the way it happened was. Super organic and universal. Like yeah, we're I'm those out. omens. I mind you, I told you I, I've been playing this music, and that opened my eyes to other things as far as other rappers as well. Yeah. But what's the first project you heard from him? Um, it wasn't a project; it was just songs. He kills and features. And features. Yeah. So once I got open to that, the guys he featured with, I mm -hmm. would listen to them, and. You know what I just told you about um short term memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. But um I'm not even good with my own stuff. It's you all know, good, yeah. Remembering certain things, but Flea has been dominant as far as the force factor. Yeah. With making this music and that was super of an impact for me because I'm an aggressive rapper. It's not really too much room for guys like us and being talented because it makes it a lot for a threat. Well then, how did you meet? How did you run into each other? You said it was organic. We was out to eat. I'm, I went out to eat with a few of my guys, and um, nice day, and he happened to be with his um wife, and I recognized him. He had his mask on. <laughs> he was trying to be low, but I recognized him because I, I don't know. I'm just an aura person, so yeah. I just went up to see He's a recognizable guy, too. Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> think he think he is, but... No, he really is, yeah. You know, so I said what up, and um, I think it might have stunned him that, you know, out of all the people, all of what was going on, there was a lot of people there in City Island. And um, I recognized him, told him, I, you know, what's up, mm -hmm. and he came back after getting his food and um, came back and greeted me a different way. Like, yo, I appreciate you. Yo, thanks for the salute, and... um. Blase by and I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm gonna check out your music. Make sure you check me out. This is my Instagram name. <laughs> da, 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 da. I never thought he would really, you know, 
yeah hit back but i tagged him in something and i guess he appreciated what i tagged him in and he gave me um a ear i came to check him and you know rock to the x happened next that's fucking it shit like that is organic and it's cool that's why it is like a mob because fucking me fucks had a very similar story just running into him mm-hmm. and it's organic and i think that's the best way to have a team right. or like a family like these guys it's a we had a crazy story how we ran into each other and it just it works out organically if it if you look for something it's not going to come you know if it if it happens naturally then you know it's would, meant to be i would say if i had to choose i would say uh the pray for evil uh situation is really what like caught my attention yeah with flea and um it was basically his consistency that took it over from there. Like, a you know, project like you for can't, 13 you can't months. can't look around yeah. it, you know, so. Well, that's, you're, you have an album coming out produced by Mefux, who produced Pray for Evil. You know, it I, worked I call that some um, synchronicity. Synchronicity, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I call the, have you ever read The Alchemist? I haven't read it, but I probably am it. But, yeah, you yeah. should read it. It's a it's a really good book. But they talk. It's a book about like the omens or the synchronicities that happen in life and okay. how like. But fucking, so you met Flea. How did that album come together? Uh, I, uh Big French. He's one of um our engineers as well as producers. He's one of the the veterans that's been around mm-hmm. for a long time with the Lord Mob situation. Um, we was at he he told me to come meet him at his studio. Uh, we we were speaking, chopped it up. Um, I think I spoke some some words that might have uh, encouraged him, you know, to put me on, on on the record. And um, you know, real recognized, real. I guess he believed that I could fit the bill. Yeah. I went in there. I I didn't let him down. You know, I didn't take too long. <laughs> you know, so I wasn't wasting his time because I know time is money, and he's giving me a shot. So the mm-hmm. least I could do is be efficient and on time. So. Um, I think I I covered those bases and it worked out well for all parties. What made you feel ready to like take that step after like eighteen years to be like you know what like I'm comfortable to put myself out there and just uh, let the world you know take what I have to give. That's a good question. Um, let me light my blunt. Let me light my joint. <laughs> <clears throat> I would have to say the character of men involved uh with the music situation uh it's it's more e- even if there is a misunderstanding or whatever it's more authentic because these people have been some through some things that I could relate to and I've been some you know we can relate to not only just the good us getting a contract or getting in a studio, we can relate to the bad things we've been through, the hurt, the pain as well. So we have like somewhat of a bond and it's not like, it doesn't seem artificial, you know? So I took that as, you know, a foundation. That That is a real thing happening right now is people are able to live lives and then rap about it and the authenticity i feel like comes through instead of before it was like 
what can you create at a young age to then get signed and how like, cool could you be? Yeah, what character can you create? Right. You know, like now it's it's becoming more you know cool to be you. Yeah, you know the authenticity, and that yeah. comes through in in especially your music, but all of Lord Mop. Like you were saying the before, you were saying that your music isn't the like boom bap or on the new album especially like the norm that people would expect but i think that's what people want like we were just talking about ram lz like people want something that's different people want y'all are gonna enjoy this i guarantee that that's that's what i do guarantee like i'm not gonna guarantee nothing materialistic but i will guarantee you will enjoy you will feel it and it's not like you know something you're gonna listen to and be and forget about. I I don't I don't feel that way. And um, the people that has taken an ear to it, kind of prompted me to feel that way more so than I did myself. So I think that's it's gonna work out good. How long have you been working on this project? Uh, a good two and a half months. You know, not that. That doesn't take uh, from the level of the, the craftsmanship, no, to, yeah, or um, the 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 heights of perfection that we went to with this. Um, you guys I, are prof- you guys are fucking prolific yeah. with your work, and um, you know, we all we all are the barrier for each other for that. Like, it, you know, if I I might not catch something or overlook something, you know, we got me fucks there, we got trail here, we. All of us, we try to keep a hand or a good eye on what each other is doing, which is, you know, going to keep us all sharp, you know. But two and a half months is like, is what would you say your norm? How many projects do you have so far? Um, out done. Oh, out. Out. Yeah. I have no. Out. Ri- I, I have project. You. You remember that piff and all of that of stuff. Of course. Like, that's how I got into music. Yeah. I, ha- I have projects. I've. I've been doing this since we was using Hulk Share. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like yeah. I have music in different names, different aliases, all over. <laughs> what was your first name? All Tell over. me your. What's your name progression? Let's hear it. I went through a lot of just. Um, I went through a lot of transitions, just put it that way. But I'll I'll go to my most prominent names that that stuck with me the most. The first name was Prophet that I went with, but I spelt it in the moniker of money, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But we all I, I represented it in the realm of a messenger, you know. It was just you know yeah. Play one with. of those metaphorical things, trying to be you know fucking cool, so. You're lyrical, I get it. Yeah, I did that. And um went from that to stacks. Um from that I went to Lino. The Lino stood this was right before the Zaza, you know, transition. I think I'm gonna stick with this. Yeah? What made you choose Zaza God? Um I lo- this is me. I love weed. When there was nobody, there was me. And it was weed. The name Zaza stuck to me. Just to be honest, I'm 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 a, I'm about to cap. I was just about to cap. I got that whole name from a Jamaican guy that took me to a person to buy some exotic. But we knew each other as friends. He knew that I bought weed by 
I'm not even gonna say the amount, but yeah. a lot. Yeah, and you and, knew, and, and you like, know good shit. So when I went to his man, I I, I spent about two thousand and some change on these packs, like not wait, you know, not trying to save. I like to enjoy the experience, and people call me stupid, but I'm high enough not to give a fuck. No smoke. Once you get into good, yeah, once you, you know, smoke good weed, because that and that keeps me from you know I'm. So high, I don't need to go outside and spend unnecessary money or find enjoy. I'm so high, this TV show is really good. <laughs> how how much do you smoke a day or I'll say a week? How much you go through in a week? My 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 weed intake fluctuates with my income. That yeah. Mm-hmm. So all right, when you're balling, if I'm bo- <laughs> when you're balling, how if, much if are you I'm, smoking? If I'm balling, the person who sells weed feels bad for me. <laughs> I get what you mean. Like really, like you they, look like fucking Saint Nick coming out with a sack over your back. Like I don't. This is not even like this is not for me to get high. Like I don't barely get high. Like I'll get tired, but. Getting high, no, it's just, I enjoy the whole process. I enjoy how I could smoke weed with anybody. I smoked weed with a person that barely knew English. Yeah. I swear to you. He didn't, I know he was a, uh, I worked two weeks out of my life, fortunately, but unfortunately. <laughs> but when I did, it was a, a Cuban guy there. And I was going through a situation, I, uh, was staying in Rutherford, New Jersey. I don't know if you heard of that, but uh-huh. yeah. I was staying there. But this job I got through um, a temp agency was uh, in Moonaki, New Jersey. I had no transportation. I just came home from doing a little incarceration situation. Mm-hmm. Came home and I had to walk. And when you take your own time, you do the 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 length of that yeah you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. massive pain massive stress massive yeah mental. you're just you're going through it yeah. so um a cuban guy he had a car barely spoke english but he seen he was like how the fuck you are you walking here i was leaving when it was dark i was the first one there but it was because i got up so early anyway so it was like when the first guys is there they're like how'd you get here you took the bus or yeah and I was saying I took the bus at first, but I got so tired that I had to keep it real. Like, yo, I'm walking. Mm-hmm. You know? And he was like, you could ride with me. He ended up smoking. And we... Had you smoked at all? What you mean? You said you In were... In life? You, no, like, uh, <laughs> like had you take? You said you were locked up, so were you able to smoke before that? I was smoking though? in jail, too. All right, cool. I didn't know if, like, this was, like, the first smoke you had in a while. Been high for years. Don't it take like thirty? It take like thirty days. For, it's gonna take more than you for you. It's gonna to take get out your system. Ninety so. day fiance, your lungs. Yeah, it's over. My when, lungs is on autopilot. <laughs> all right, so no, for real. If you're balling, mm-hmm. how much? How much are you going through in a week? All right, so this is this would be better. Give me what would be balling to you, and then I would tell you how much I would. Spend I don't know your money. life. I don't want to, that, that would put me, you're going to walk out of here. I don't want to guess what your balling is. Oh, uh, just say. Uh, when you're not hurting, when you're not, like, worrying about what your next, like, pay. I'm, I'm buying at least eight packs 
in a two, three-day period. These eight packs are at least $80. Okay. So, and are they each? And probably more just because I just love to see that I have selection. Like, I've made walls out of the packs. <laughs> like, the stickers. Yeah. Like, I made walls out of them. Well, you've been smoking for a long time, so you want the good shit now. It's all I want. I, like, I don't, that's depressing to see something, you know. Yeah. How old were you when you started? I started smoking cigarettes first. How old were you when you were smoking cigarettes? Oh, 12. But I was sneaking, like. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get a little bold and start smoking with your friends and little, you know, hideout places and stuff yeah. like that. Black and milds and shit. Yeah, I, I, but I never really was big on those. No, but Not, I don't know why, but that's when I like. I it felt like nine cigarettes at one. They're trash. Like, They're trash. Then I'm like, you could hardly pull them. Like, what the hell is. I had a friend try to roll weed up in one, like break it disgusting. up like you as a Dutch. I was Dis- like... That's disgusting. <laughs> that's not what you do. But no, so you're smoking cigarettes, you're mm-hmm. sneaking them, mm-hmm. and then when did you start smoking weed? In Harlem, um, my first blunt was on 129th at Madison Avenue. My my boy Rara, um, he had, his pops uh, was a Jamaican, worked construction, mm-hmm. and he had a weed stash. We was young. He'd been smoking weed. I just was like, yo, fuck it. I want to smoke weed now. Like, and I smoked it, and I was so high. Like, that shit scared me. Like, and I was a basketball player. So I went to the basketball court thinking I could smoke a blunt, get that. I couldn't grab the ball. I had no coordination. And this started to continue to happen. So I had to make a choice. Like, am I going to keep playing basketball or am I going to smoke this good weed? Because this <laughs> shit is good. Like, yeah. And it's making me creative. And, and I don't know. It just was good for me. Were you rapping at that point? No, not at that time. But I that kind of definitely pushed me to be heavy with music. Like, definitely. You said you were create. Like, it was making you creative. Drawing. Like, drawing? Yeah. Is I, art still your... You said you designed that jacket and you designed the Lord Mob hats. Um, well, of course, the logo is... I didn't. I did not design. Yeah. Um, but this... On my back, I did. Can that be seen in camera? Mm-hmm. All right. That's, I love that design. That's such a dope design. Um, that I designed. Two insignias on the, si- on the side I incorporated, but I did not design. Mm-hmm. Um... This, but you were drawing at a young age. Yes. Like, yeah. And that was your creative output? Drawing, yeah. Uh, writing, my penmanship. Sometimes I just, I had a, a different type of upbringing. So I got What do you at, mean by that? I don't want to get too personal. You, like, you, we I don't have to get too personal. I don't want to get but, too personal, but I... I but that all comes out in your reps. Like yeah. you have to have a certain knowledge base mm-hmm. to get where you are. So it shows that it, probably at a young age you were working on different things. Yes, and, and you don't I have to had get no too, choice to do so. You don't have to get too far into it. But yeah. what what was different about? All right, Francis. I'll give a slight. So I'll, I'll, I've I've been on punishment for like an actual year. Like, and my punishment wasn't like, 
Well, you could go to the front yard, you could go to the backyard, and you just can't do these. No, I wasn't allowed to come out of my room. So I had a typewriter there. I had a Calvin and Hobbes book. Remember Calvin and Hobbes? I do remember. had yeah. a Calvin and Hobbes book, which really had me. I'm like, yo, this shit is fucking... Well, you know, yeah. They're like, yo, this fucking book is crazy. It was the thick one. Oh, so those are I had insane. The, yeah. I remember reading that and being like, "What is this?" Yo, shit? it yeah. blew my fucking. It mind, blows, bro. yeah, because you don't know. You've never seen anything like right. it at that. So age, yeah. I'm like, yo, I want to try to, you know, draw this shit. Can I do this type of stuff? That is what kind of prompted with the drawing and of stuff like that. And later, when I started to explore that, I got into graffiti and stuff of that nature. The typewriter is why probably I'm so good at writing to this day. I love the sound of it. So that's what just had me messing with it. But then I started to just type words and being locked in the room, you just fixate on the dumbest shit. Like, yeah. Like just how the words are set, what words, letters, it's just things start coming to you randomly. And, you know, maybe I just unlock certain realms of creativity, I guess. Especially when you're uh, stoned. Like, I came from a very, like, I'd say locked in, mm. uh, different upbringing. Right. And when I found weed, it made me be like, oh, I can just go into different realms and create shit that I didn't know I could. Like, there's right. shit that can come out that I didn't know were there. Mm-hmm. And it is a freedom. It's a freedom to just be like, nah, I'm going to... I'm just going to create. I'm going to keep writing. I'm going right. to do what I want to do, not listen to what other people want my life to be. Right. Um, the creativity to me, it's like a li- it's like that, but a little bit the opposite. Okay. What do you what, how do you feel? My brain is exploding with creativity all day. The weed kind of helps me focus it. I yes, I I would and, agree with that. You know, make what I want to do secular and I could like pinpoint but I might want to design a pair of jeans five minutes make shoes the next make hooks say fuck rap and f- all this in about one hour internally mm-hmm. but these are the things that drive me you understand these questions these pauses these stops these doubts these are the things that drive me you understand so what do you do to quell that then? Like, I mean, it's probably taking, you said 18 years you've been doing, but like, you've gotten to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, the, what quells, what quells that, I guess I could say, is knowing I have, I have people looking at me. Like, I have people watching me. Um, I'm not just living for myself, you know, and I got to live by what I'm saying. I got to stand on what I'm saying. So I can't be reckless in my approach. I can't just, you know, just be saying the most ignorant things because you got to live by that. And that's, mm-hmm. that, that's you know, the negative aspect to this thing that we're doing. Yeah. You know I mean? I feel, I, I, I don't know. There's the same thing with comedy where, I don't know, people think because they're comedians they can just say crazy shit and it's mm-hmm. not like real life. Like that dude that's all oh, the Seinfeld dude. The Kramer dude. Like you gotta live. And by he what was you're the saying. cool He might not know it, but he was one of the coolest dudes to us. Yeah. Fuck that all up. No, and he it, it Yeah. 
There's a lot of shit going on that you'd have to live with what you're saying. And matter of fact, you want to you can roll up one, no problem. I I might roll. Uh, Do you want to roll one up or do you want me to? We gotta take. We can take a smoke break. That worked. We had to take a smoke break. Um, I want to talk about your. Uh, you said you write. You like to write freehand. How long we? How? When did you start writing raps? You said you had your typewriter. Well, I I definitely I wasn't writing raps then. What were you writing? There? I was just typing bullshit, typing the things I read in the book, things that came to my mind because the sound really is what drew me. Like journaling and shit. Yeah. You know, that's a real a journaling. People make fun of it. Whatever, it's a really important thing to. I like, don't do it anymore. Never. Well, you you write your shit out like that's the same same right. voice. I'm glad you know that. It is because that's the voice. I don't know who that voice is. That when that you talk to, like what I talk to, you talk. You know, because you know, like, like yeah, yeah, your third person. You yeah, know? the third, the like oh, yeah. person in your brain that like. Your muse, you know what I mean? Yeah. The person you write for, mm-hmm. who yeah. judges your shit, the person who creates it. Because sometimes it feels out of body. A lot of the times it is. Yeah. Well, you were talking like you were trying to like escape as a kid and you could just get lost in whether it was drawing or creating. And that's a real thing because you can get lost because mm-hmm. it's an out-of-body experience. Like when you perform... It's an out-of-body experience. Like, I'll get back off stage, and I'll be like, where the fuck was I? Right. Um, I think it's just that realm of, you know, artists. They, we, I think we all have that place, like, that realm of creativity. To me, that shit is like a, a art Milky Way or something. Like, we all go there to grab our perspective crafts. You know, that's why I think sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll hear a song like, what the fuck? I didn't make that. It's somebody else's song, though. I'm yeah. like, yo, I could have swore. I didn't, but I did. Mm-hmm. You know? We just, the same ideas, the same vibes, they could form, like, so close together because we all in the same creative space. Yeah. Damn it, you know? And I think that the only thing that might separate the two is those that think life imitate art and those that think art imitates life. What do I you think? think? I think... Art is always supposed to imitate life. I don't think life is ever supposed to imitate art because art is one person's perspective. And for you to live along the lines of another person's perspective is to forsake your own destiny. And for, you know, kind of, that's how I feel. Do you think um, people are trying to get life to imitate art now with, like, these major labels? Hell yeah. That's, that's what, what, we're that's what the about, game is. We were talking about authenticity being, like, big now. Right. But I think, like, the people are starting to realize that these are characters. These people who are, like, big, they're, they're, they thought what can sell the most, and they created a character. Right. And um, <clears throat> a, lot of them, they, a lot of them people willingly do that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just blame everything on the industry and the people with the money. They're not coming to none of these people with guns telling them to rap a certain way, you know? They're not telling you to even want to be rich for wanting to rap because this is really about, you know, creativity, 
culture, relativity. It's it's a lot. The money's going to come and go in life with most things. But this is about substance, or it, it was rooted in substance. So I think even if you got a trendy sound, you should still be saying something, and you can. And I'm I'm with this album, the Most High. I I'm gonna show that. Well, I'm I'm uh, gonna at least attempt to show that. We could still catch the ears of multi demographics, but still keep, you know, who we are intact. I think that's, as we said, authenticity. But also, people are people want to hear. Not just the cookie cutter. There's too much of the like cookie cutter right. music out right, right now, and that's what I really love about Lord Mob and especially about you. Like, can we play? I think this is. Can we play that track right now? Yeah. We'll play your track. Whoa! Yeah. And work over everything. Man. Work over everything. Whoa, work over everything. Work. This is such a dope track. Many times I did it on my own. I was trying to get it on the block, but it was slow. I was on the runs, and you know I had to get low. Mine on my funds, you know I had to get dough. Work over everything. Break that shit down, and we ship it out the door. Work over everything. Break that shit down, and we ship it out the door. I started rapping in Harlem, flipping packs, getting started. We got a strap for a bargain. Started clapping at targets. Keep still on me a cipher. So I rap with the hardest. Give me chills, talking about life is that actually walking. I love my life, but I ain't asked for all this shit. See so back and forth with shit. See so past the lawyers. It seems that they had informants. Shit, that's mad annoying. So much dope the cabinet arms. That's the color of the wax package on it. I don't wanna hear your shit past the chorus. I think you use a rap disorder. That boring, and I won't make it past the morning. They the ones that's teary eyed. I pray that everyone that hate me and hear me dies. They fear me alive. Too many times I did it on my own. Whoa. I was trying to get it on the block, but it was slow. I was on the runs, and you know I had to get low. Mine on my funds, you know I had to get dough. Work over everything. Break that shit down, and we ship it out the door. Everything burns, everything is everything. We cooking little birdies, we don't let them sing. The killer mocking bird, you need a steady beam. I never had a head of dreams, I had a head of plans and always was ahead of things. Top of the stove, you'd be lucky if we left a wing. Red paint's in the mezzanine, yeah, that's a better scene. I got my heart broke, they slept on a hard floor. Now I got this chrome heart, you smart, play your part, ho. That's one of them bars that deserve a Don DeMarco. Still ducking the narcos on bail, but I'm smart, though. Never keep the gun on scene with the cargo. Two different whips, start together, then part slow. Switch the place twice overnight, you in boss mode. Lord Maul, I've been on shit, what's the talk for? Too many times I did it on my own. I was trying to get it on the block, but it was slow. I was on the runs, and you know I had to get low. Mine on my funds, you know I had to get up. Work over everything. Break that shit down, and we ship it out the door. Work over everything. Break that shit down, and we ship it out the door. Lord, my. That's fucking. 
that's me, Fox Production. Sound Lord Production. You know, I don't know necessarily what instrument that is, but it was definitely fire. That's fucking fuck. Man, your flow. Your flows. That's it's crazy that you write your shit. Well, it isn't because you have such great bars and storytelling. But like, you don't have a flow of someone who is written. You have it and you're in your pocket. Yeah. Thank you, bro. You said you've you've changed your styles a lot. Well you've you found your style now, I'd say. I mean, I would say I found my approach. I don't really have a style. <clears throat> I let the beat because I'm I'm kind of uh, empath. I feel the music, so in turn I give the music what I feel. Mm-hmm. So without that, I would it wouldn't even be me. It would be like artificial. Yeah, you know sometimes I write without the beats, whatever. But that's that, that's usually me forcing it. Like I don't. That's not what I like to do. I like to hear the music. I like to, you know, settle with it, get in with it, and you know, give it me. And me fucks does that with on the other end of the spectrum. Yes, he does. That you guys work so perfectly together. I would agree. Well, for, what was the first song you guys worked on together? Well, me and Ali, Akil Ali, a label made of Mons, brother of Mons. Um, he got a, a project called Dirty Spirits out too. Salute to that, man. Check that Shout out. Shout out Dirty Spirits. Um, I, I was doing a project with him uh, for Me Fucks. About, I think we got about five songs. We might, matter of fact, I think it's completed. We just, you know, waiting on the time and to drop it. Yeah. So, um, uh, we got, I think it might've been a, the transition. Um, we have a video for that as mm-hmm. well. Um, I put up a snippet on my page. I might put one up, uh, on my page today. Oh, awesome. Now that I'm reminded. Um, that's a fire song. The video is fire. Um, it was shot by Cinematic Studios. Cinematic Studios, if I'm not mistaken, the sin is spelled with a S-I-N. So, um, and uh, I think Thousand Words was there, if I'm not mistaken. Shout out Thousand Words. Thousand Words might have been there. If if not, if I'm mistaken, uh, I apologize. I get high, high. Um, but yeah, that it was freezing, but the video outcome... Yeah, y'all are gonna love it. Now I'm gonna talk I'm to excited. me for, like see when we could at least give y'all the video. If yeah. we can't give y'all the project, at least give y'all the video because me and him, me and I kill Ali make some good music. How many tracks do you have on um your new your new album? Eleven. Eleven? Uh maybe twelve. That's a perfect length. I I I like the compilation album being long because it was perfect because it's yeah. a compilation tape. Yeah, everybody like, you got need, some room. Exactly, yeah. especially because there's so many great artists mm-hmm. signed to Lord Mob that you need you need some space to give. But like, that's a perfect like regressions was the same thing. Right with yeah. G four. Shout, shout out G four, man. Right. Shout out G four. But me fucks really is perfect at doing what you said you would like to do with the music on like picking what that what energy you give out and being like yeah, all he's right definitely he's definitely good at all uh, matching energy you know yeah that that comes from you know you got to be open with the artists that you're working with you know sometimes you you got to get to know them on you know other levels to 
it's all type of vibrations and things with this music. So once you match that up, that vibe, everything just comes naturally. Everything yeah. just falls in naturally. I think, you know, that's the best thing about dealing with me fucks. Soundlord is cool as hell too. I've you never know? met Sound that's the that's he was my in, boy. He was in P Town, right? He was in P Town. That's the glizzy guy. But I never <laughs> got to meet him. That's, I, glizzy that's, guy. I, that's, that's my guy though. I didn't Word. get to meet. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool that you guys have such a good relationship as a label. Yeah, you it, it, at least you can have that, you know? You can't you know, can't get too caught on the things you can touch. Like yeah. you, you I might be in California, you might be in Alaska, but we gotta know where we stand. Yeah. That's what keep this thing solid. You're not gonna be under the same roof all day, every day doing business. You gotta know who you're dealing with. You gotta trust who you're dealing with. It is. There's like a shout out TF who's featured on your uh, album. Yeah, man. Who is out in Cali, but like. Yeah, man. That's my boy. The, you guys are creating like a new, a, like a bringing back, but like a New York sound that was lost for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, lo, even lost, lost or over, overlooked or overlooked. I, I, I lost here, is a bad term. Yeah. Yeah, we've been here. Um, I think a lot of the maybe it could I don't know about other rappers, but me, I I got lost a good a good amount of years trying to fit in. You know what I'm saying? So that could have been because people think the rap game is glamorous now. It kind of is retarded. But when when Jay Z was on the yachts and Puffy had these all these artists shiny. Big chains in different resort areas. It was really extravagant. Like yeah. it was really a thing to see because it was a brand new thing. The bubble didn't pop yet. So being amongst that, you was like, oh no, I gotta fucking get a deal. I have to get a record deal. I don't even want to rap unless I get a record deal. So a lot of artists that are talented as fuck was conforming to the system, and some lost themselves. Some got frustrated. Said, fuck rap. I know that personally. You know, I've done it personally, but this is in my, in my, I, I couldn't stop. So You quit at one point? Too many times to count. What's the longest amount? The longest time longest period? Longest time that you weren't, that you were uh, like, I'm not going to follow this series. A, a whole bid that I did, so it, it was a premature bid, some bullshit, you know? But that whole bid, I'm like, because before that, it was... I'm rapping, I'm writing this, you know, I'm I'm having battles with other people and all of that. Things you are know, picking up. Shout yeah. out so NY. I'm battling with other people, rapping with other people, and I, I'm like, I, I just felt like this ain't doing nothing for me. Like, this rap shit is not doing nothing for me. I'm just, what am I getting cheap thrills? Like, masturbation or something. Like, I'm just getting cheap thrills. Like, I don't see no light at the end of the tunnel with me for this music shit. So, I'm in jail. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let me just deal with this, you know? So, I ain't writing no raps. But the time before that, I came home to them near a wall full of envelopes, full of raps. That's all I was doing was writing 16s, writing 16s, writing 16s, sending them home. Writing hooks, writing hooks, writing hooks, sending them home, you know? Mm -hmm. But second go round, let me fuck this rap shit, man. You know, and how old are you? That I don't want to lie. I'll say nineteen, eighteen. I would say my first time being incarcerated, I was sixteen. 
16 going on 17. And you in the same place with the adults. You're not actually bunking with them or sleeping with them, but they ain't your surroundings, they ain't your territory. You're getting treated the exact same way and charged the exact same way. You know, so ain't real, no real difference. Even worse, because you young and you mentally not even prepared for that shit, you know? Yeah, that sticks with you. Yeah, were you were you writing then? Was that when you were sending it back? My first my first go round, yeah. Because yeah. that just a good create, just a way to get away and give an that, that and there it it was I, you can't get away like ain't no getaway in that shit. I don't I don't know if people do find getaways. Maybe the little books you you know you read a book you could get away for it, but it's always some banging going on. It's always some chaos going on. It's always some alarms being pulled. It's always... And you're 16. Yeah. Like you get strip searched in front of people. Like, I think they owe me, Reagan Silent owe me some money. Like, I think they owe me some money. Like, I think it's a whole lawsuit for what they did to us. Well, I didn't get a check. But they put us on camera naked. Like, this show, we didn't even have nothing to do with this show. Which I got us on these whatever I don't know what it was for, but um has something to do with like uh, older people that was incarcerated that were coming. I don't I don't really know the situation. I just know we was on camera and it wasn't the regular jail situation. And that's like, fucked up. I don't know if this yeah. shit was being where it was being broadcasted, what shows, what channels. But I know this was for a segment of something, and we were asking, you know. So and not of a legal age to consent to be on camera, I mean, like, to, not that that, but that fucks your mind up, like, not just going through that, but then being like, this is gonna go, someone somewhere's yeah, gonna some, see that, some, yeah. that fucks it up. It, it fucked up the situation there, because yeah. I was with it, because I didn't want to get my ass whipped. <laughs> I know correction officers, but we had people that weren't, and that stopped process, get your ass whipped. We got to still be on the same bullshit as if we did something wrong. So, you know, it's just a slippery slope. But that was where, you know, I rapped at first, sent some things home, you know, made some bonds through music. That was more my way to build relationships. Like, I couldn't really escape through music. I was able to, like, you know, yeah. and relate to others through music. So, Tell the world you're fucking your shit. And I was young, so... I wanted to like rap at that time, but I think writing so much and that shit ended up getting nowhere. I'm ending up right back in the same spot. Had me probably lose, you know, the enthusiasm. So you don't write at all when you're 19, and you get what makes you get back to it, start back up. Uh, coming back home and seeing Cordy ass, just you suck type rappers and it becoming more like uh fad like it, it started that's when the uh battle rapping like on the camera started coming on like hood life cyphers shout out to them was one of the first um that they barely get credit but they was around before the smacks and the cocaine cities but in harlem so we battle rapping and stuff like that so it became a show like mm -hmm. Come with your clothes, you come with your crew, you got your bars, you get your ass ate, you come back, whatever the fuck happens, you you just progress. But this was in the streets, like all yeah. your fame was in the streets. There wasn't no social media, 
no, I don't think even think we was getting uh, cameraed on phones. It was I think it was actual cameras, or you just had to see with your eye. Mm-hmm. So it was something to do. Like if you felt like you were somebody and you right, you, you proved that shit. You know, so that's what drew me back into it. Like the bravado into that, and right after that, it kind of turned right into a trendy like topic like you start seeing people that don't they never <laughs> did anything they just are rappers now like you can just pick up a pen know how to rhyme and be a rapper now you understand that's what started to take me away from the rap thing all again you know so i went through my transitions you know you I wanted the you missed the authenticity of it just the... of course of course we all do we all do. Like, do you miss those days now? Like, those days are gone now. Our, like we, what? We here. Yeah, we here. So, we, but I mean, kids on like who, who are your age now? Like, they're not doing that now. It, I don't even think they know how though. Like, I don't think they have the proper set of information and instructions to even know how to perform this like in a mature way or in a logical way they perform every day emotional or dysfunctional or chaotic due to upbringing so it's going to come out in the music it's only natural yeah my music was like that even though the format was different but everything was i'll kill you i'll shoot you i'll stab you i'll do this even if i didn't really feel that way all the time when i did music i just relayed anger do you think that's why rappers who are like big now kind of like still still try to play into that? Because like, what I, you mean? like, I don't want to say names, but like rappers who are big who will rap about that type of shit are still in the streets. They're not just because they feel like they have to first, stay to the first authenticity. Off, if, if if you are you talking about rappers that might have like ten million, twenty million? Yeah, I don't believe none of them dudes in the street. You think it's all label play? I think that's all cap, but I do believe, you know, they might have, they, we all came here from somewhere, so, we all came here from somewhere, so, I wouldn't doubt that they have, you know, they crews and affiliations, but for one of them type of dudes that we speaking in, and that money range to still be physically, personally involved in the street, they wouldn't have been able to get 20 million. Mm-hmm. They would have got caught up way before. I mean, that's just logically speaking. I'm not going to yeah. say none that's saying slip the curve. But and we were talking about a lot of fake followers too. People will buy that. You shit. love you that. Can you tell. love that. I do. I I really you do. You know about Twitter audit? No, I don't if, use Twitter at all. That's a platform I don't use. Twitter audit will definitely let you know who's capping on Twitter. Yeah. To it don't matter who it is. The f- most famous person. No matter if it's the president. Like they all have fake followers. Do you want to know why I'm so into it? It's because I love, I love comedy and I love rap. Like right. I love real, like when it's real. Like I love listening to your shit. And so when I see people who fake it and who like pretend to be farther along than they actually are, and don't put the effort in, then it makes me mad for people who don't cap and who actually put the effort in who like not are trying to be like oh they'll see that i have fifty thousand followers so they'll follow me and hopefully that'll get me views no if people want to see you they'll see you yeah i got 
oh, I think probably like a thousand fifty followers. I still I fucking and, love your shit. And like. I had Instagram probably before a lot of people. But I don't really have the popular perspective a lot of times. So I could it's easily to overlook something that's truth and gonna make you look at some shit that's uncomfortable, but it's rare and it's needed. So it'll always surface, it'll always have its use. So I think I'll be all right, regardless. Yeah. I'm gonna just keep doing what I do. Because people will I think now it's kinda like a renaissance in the other way where people wanna find shit that they haven't heard. Like mm-hmm. even that shit gets watered down to a degree like it seems like real has a format in music and that's bullshit well we just heard your track and you are changing the format up like you have something that's different than what other people have exactly like i know what i came up on i know what i what i love i know what made me want to do gangster shit but i also know i'm grown i mean it's different levels to being a g I mean, I also know how to be a gentleman, you know? So it's different levels or different approaches. If I, don't get me wrong, the gangsters is out there. So I got to feed them too, you know? The geniuses is out there. I got to feed them too, you know? I got to feed all the Gs. Because you said (laughs) you had like Calvin and Hobbes. Mm -hmm. But now I feel like it's easier for people to listen to music. And that music is like... Calvin and Hobbes to some kids now or people where it's like it doesn't even have to be kids but like they hear shit and they can relate to it and then if I hear a kid like a young kid like listening to like you know odd type of shit like I would be highly enthused you know I would like that kid is beyond his year when I was four years old my dad would play the predator for me ice cube Okay. I knew every word to that album by four years old, five years old. I grew. I saw Wu Tang Clan when I was twelve. I like. Like, see you. I, and you he taught probably, me about it. I learned. I learned a lot. I moved a lot. So I lived up here, down south. So, like, when when hip hop was like really getting crazy in New York, I wasn't here. So I, it was like Uncle Luke and like fucking weird. The, yeah. go-go type music going on where I was at. So, you know, uh, you, pop. Sometimes you can like some two-life crew. I liked it when I was there. Yeah. I didn't know really too much of nothing else. Like, I didn't know about dime bags of weed, none of that shit at that time. You know what I'm saying? Um, but Bone Thugs and Harmony was one of the groups that stuck out to me the and best. So captured good. everything. Like, I, I didn't... I, that shit was crazy, like, and that made me want to really start dabbling with the art form. Like, I wasn't really a rapper then, but I I really got interested in in the art form at that point. Like, wasn't just about hearing a song. Right, I really was like trying yeah. to be inquisitive. They get for overlooked so much. There's certain groups that are so influential. They just oh, they they, they are they had they, they had they they trust me. They had a song with Phil Collins, bro. I know. Trust me. But they don't get lo- like they got they they got they roses. <laughs> they was, all right. They got all right. Roses. Maybe you're right. They got. All hold right, on. Let me, let me let me let me let me say this. They have a song <laughs> with Biggie Smalls. They have a song with Tupac, 
and they have a song with fucking Phil Collins. One of them still almost homeless. You said almost homeless. Yeah, wasn't there like a? But six he was, wasn't he like the knock, like not. I ain't gonna say knockoff member, but wasn't he always in trouble? That might be. Then he shoot an AK forty seven off in the crowd. Are you talking right, about that all guy? All right, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. Like, speak, how could you help that? Guy? I think he might be like legally crazy. But, <laughs> all right, maybe you're right. right. Maybe you're right. But maybe. Uh, but <laughs> I do. I do feel like there are groups that get forget. <laughs> you, you've got me on that one. Yeah. You got me on that yeah. one. I can't win. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, got, like, they, they good. You were down. You said you were down south. So like, you ever listened to like Lil Brother? Yes, I did, but I don't remember the song. I just know they're they're more they're soulful type yeah, conscious it's vibe. It's Is that Fonte. like ninth one? That's not ninth wonder. Ninth wonder. See, Fonte I, I knew, but I don't. Rapper Big Poo. Yeah, I came I came across them because I, I like this beats at a certain point in time. Ninth, ninth wonder, wonder is great, and I caught an instrumental CD. This is you know around them times I, I was able to indulge. Well, I'm asking because like I just heard we just heard listeners to a great track over a beat that's I'm, not conventional like sticking to new york but you still have a new york style to it like you have you said you moved around a lot that's definitely influenced i could rap like i'm from down south you rap from like you're from everywhere like you say you move I around know. a lot i know but that comes out in your music that's a rare thing and if you read it's like you could like you read you see, you experience, you feel. I could meet uh, somebody from China one time and soak up some culture and soak up some some information that I could carry on to my side. That's what you're here for. Like, that's what you're here for. People just, you know, scared to think, you know, greater than what's in their comfort zone. You know, not just doing. People scared to think greater. People would be like, you know, you got to do greater. You got to, you got to. Uh, get out your comfort zone, and they might perceive that as working a construction job, you know, opposed to being a, a retail person. You know, they might think that's more of a prominent, dominant job. Mm-hmm. That's just one side of the field. This retail person is dealing. You, you probably would curse more fucking out about a tenth person in the day. This the shit this retail person got to deal with on a mental level probably evens out of what you got to deal with on a physical level. So yeah. never, you know, never judge this shit. It's all about perspective. Everything's perspective. It is. Yeah, what's that? The worst thing to happen to someone is the worst thing to happen to that person. And most nine times out of the ten, they already thought it. Yeah. You know? Already thought it. I try to double my shit. Like, if I think of some negative shit, I try to think of the positive you know, that's the out. only way you can get out of those states where you're like, I'm done. I'm right. done. I don't know. I that's mean, it's all mental. That's a fact. And that's, it's a scary thought, but it's also freeing when you realize it's all mental. Getting over your shit, that you're the only one holding you back, like, from at least not giving up. I mean, that lets you know, though. That lets you know. No more guessing, no more believing. You know that you all you need. Every, that's the problem with me. A lot of people, at different times, we we really believe that without these people, without these places, without these things, we're nothing. Like we don't have nothing, and that's the total opposite of the truth. Total opposite of the truth. 
you know, we just too focused on what we get from other people, man. You know? Thank you, man. Thank you for coming on. I really, this was a great conversation. Oh, yeah, and I really, you, yeah. I'm happy to have one of, you said this is one of your first? This is, yeah, my first real interview, yes. Thank you for doing this. And I really appreciate you coming on. Your album's coming out April yeah, 30th, oh, next Friday. Me fucks. Shout out to me fucks. Shout out to Sound Lord, man. I love y'all guys. Shout out to um. Infamal Flea, you know that's the boss, you know that's the big bro. That's boss, uh, he got a new project uh, with Rock Marcy. That's my, that's, you know, my favorite rapper. Flea's my favorite person, you know? Rock Marcy's one of the best. That's, I, I really, you know, I like his, so them doing that, I'm fucking. His production is so fucking yeah. good. Well, I'm looking on the wrong hand, but yeah, I'm waiting on that. We we waiting on it. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about reasonable drought. His production's so good. Yeah, man. But you uh, you have your project coming out. Let's talk about the me fuck. It's coming out next Friday. Yeah, man. Oh, next Friday. What's that? The thirtieth. The thirtieth. You oh. have TF on it. We got TF on there. Uh, we got Flea Lord on there. We got Boogie on the cuts. Uh, me fucks and Sound Lord on the production. Shout out. You know, and we got. You know, big traumatic over here. He put in all the groundwork, the footwork. We got class. You know, he do he do a lot. You know, we got ski masks. We got hats. The Lord Bomb, yeah. He take care of a, a lot of the merch. Great merch. Where yeah. can you find the merch? Do you? Um, we got LordMob.com. Yeah. LordMob.com. Um, simple. You can't forget that. You can't forget that. Make sure to check that shit out. You designed... I designed these hats, but these hats are not for sale. We do have lure mop snapbacks for sale, but these are special. They're special. You can't get that shit. You can't get that unless you you one of the guys. You want the one on one. Yeah. You know? But you know, we might work something out. We might I might talk to Flea, see if we can get a little twelve, twenty four pack out and you know, get it to our loved ones. You know, I'ma definitely, you know, drop you one by. Man, thank you for coming on. Appreciate Everyone you. listen to the fucking oh, the album coming out next. Friday, April 30th. The most high, man. I the know most high. I know disrespect to nobody and their religious preferences. I'm not slighting that at whatsoever. I just want to say that on, you know. If you watch this podcast, though, you know why it's called that. <laughs> say no more. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening. Right. Thank you.